Welcome to the Paper Chase podcast, where two guys in recruiting are going to talk to you about the world of hiring and accounting and finance. This will include tips, tricks to recruiting top people, conversations with different experts in the recruiting space, as well as professionals in accounting and finance. Thanks for joining us. initially started the paper case podcast it, it was more informative to talk about some of the trends in the staffing and recruiting industry uh some of the stuff that we're seeing from clients obviously and the candidates and, and what they're looking for whether it's asc 606 or 842 things like that rev rack and but now it's sort of morphed into for this first podcast talking more about navigating the world of staffing in the coronavirus uh situation that we have going on right now uh, i'm going to pass it off to my co-host Stefan, who's going to talk a little bit more about that. You're absolutely right, Jack. Uh, the idea for the podcast in general is supposed to be just talking about recruiting and staffing in the accounting and finance space for the most part. We realize that that's one area that is not being serviced as far as podcasts are concerned. So we wanted to, to bring you some tips and tricks on how to make yourself more available, some tips and tricks on how to be better recruiters in accounting and finance. And this space, we'll have some guest speakers coming on talking about um, different standards for accounting, talking about how to recruit people with their specialty with their background as far as this episode like jack mentioned again coronavirus is is throwing everything upside down right now so we thought that it was important to start talking about it and talk about how things might be changing in the future as the remote world becomes more viable exactly and we're excited about it we're excited about the future not only the podcast but you know maybe this this sort of new case study on working remote that we're going to touch on a little bit later exactly so hey welcome to the paper chase podcast strap yourself in and let's have a good time uh, we're just going to go in a little bit of a background right now on who we are and what we've done in our career and, you know, kind of take it from there and, and, and talk about some of the things going on right now in our world and how it affects staffing and recruiting. I started out in 2015 in the industry at a small uh, boutique firm in Quincy, Massachusetts. Really got to see every aspect of the industry. Worked a lot on the IT side for that time with some, some pretty big clients in Boston and uh, competed heavily against J-Force uh, during that time. Um, with some of the bigger pharma companies in Boston and also in the Pittsburgh area as well. Uh, we worked with two. And then I transitioned to be director of talent acquisition at a blockchain company when Bitcoin and blockchain was pretty hot and, and kind of built out that team for a startup um, until that bubble burst. Eventually, I uh, just started a family and, and relocated to the Providence area and was able to, to catch on with K-Force and been there almost two years now. So, uh, Stefan, take it away. Wow, Jack, your your background is quite impressive, to be perfectly honest with you. I had no idea. We were in talent acquisition, we were in recruiting, we are in this space. You've seen both sides. You're very much so set up to actually give people both perspective, right? The, the corporate perspective, the recruiting perspective. Yeah, fantastic background. My name is Stefan Solon, the Managing Director for the Burlington office at K-Force. I've been in staffing for for a decade now, and it's and it's weird to be able to say I've been in staffing for a decade, I've been doing something for this long. Because I'm relatively young. So staffing since 2009. Uh, so it'll be 11 years, actually, in a couple of months. I started off with, with doctors, just fell into it, right? Nobody goes to school to be a recruiter. I, I moved to Massachusetts. 
I fell into recruiting, talking to hospitals about locum tenens, and locum tenens just a fancy Latin word for for temporary, but that's what they call them in that space. Oh wow, I kind of like that better. I know, right? Yeah, locum tenens physicians. That's what we were selling. And back then, you know, before getting really good training, I was just calling hospitals and and saying, "Hey, are you looking for a doctor? Are you looking for a doctor?" And that was it. And then I met with this woman. I give her credit every year whenever I do training. I, I wish she knew. But Marion Stolgaitis came in as as our VP, and when she did, she completely changed the way that I look at recruiting because there was a science behind it. So from there, I switched over to technology. I recruited in technology for a little bit, got promoted up, and I, I got a phone call from an owner of a major staffing firm in Boston. They're doing about two hundred million a year, and he said, "I want to open a medical staffing company. I've heard about you through a network, and I want to see if." Uh, you know, if you'd be interested in running a team out there. So we started a medical staffing company from scratch. And it was really cool to see because obviously I wasn't the one spending um, any of the money, but to be able to have all of the resources of top professionals because um, he was doing it right was, was pretty fun. Starting something from scratch, you know, picking the building and the website and yada, yada, yada. Ultimately, he was doing two firms. He ended up bringing that one into the company that he was with, I just had to go to a different area and, and I got into accounting and finance. I came into accounting and finance because it's it's the heart of every organization, right? I mean, it through is. accounting and finance, every, there's so many things that are, that are very much so attached to it. And I always wanted to be an organizational type of consultant. So I was like, that's perfect. The next step is accounting and finance. With that opportunity to branch into the tech side a little bit more, because they're going to be more and more intertwined. So that's that's my background. That's how I ended up with our K-Force, um, managing director for, for the office right now. We are hit with what I'm calling a reset. That's what to me yeah. is about. Right. I mean, think about it. Am I wrong, Jack? No, I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think it is a, it's a huge opportunity for us in the industry to sort of re-ingratiate ourselves with not only the, the people that we've worked with in the past, but also start to reach out to people in the industry as well as a reset for us, but also for them as well to maybe take a look at the job search, which is a little a different world now. So maybe they can open up more. It's an entirely different world. And I've been enjoying the last couple of days because it's allowed for a chance for me to slow down and by proxy for our clients and, and candidates to slow down. And I've had extremely long conversations with clients, conversations that would have never taken place otherwise. And if these conversations are going to be as long as two hours, which this morning I did, I had a virtual wow. interview with someone for two hours from 9 a.m. till a little bit after 11 o'clock. That would have never happened if we were in the office. Right. It would have never happened in our old world. But this new world that I think is slowly coming up and people are trying to catch up to it created that. And it was cool to hear his concerns. It was cool to hear how they're morphing towards it because we're all going through it at the same time. And to be honest with you, what I heard on this call tells me that not only is, is hiring going to happen at a boom once people figure it out, but movement within companies are going to happen even more so. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're going to, they're ready to go. Everyone's going to have to, there is a certain, to an extent of, you know, working from behind, but you know, once they get that green light, it, it's just going to be a huge boom. And, you know, you see a lot of it, not to get in the industry stuff, but right now you're seeing a ton of hiring 
in pharma and med, you know, medical healthcare and stuff like that right now, there's going to be a ton of opportunity. It's just finding that niche. It's finding that niche, but I think the companies that are going to succeed really over the course of the next several months and, 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 and set themselves up, because I don't know how everybody feels about this, but my thoughts are this is going to go on for quite some time. But the companies that are able to advertise themselves as you know, remote ready with the right process and structure to allow people to be successful, they're going to reap the benefits of it. Over the course of the next several weeks, pretty much all organizations are going to be forced to be remote, right? So they have to figure right. out how to be remote. But what's going to happen is that the people who are working remotely, that barrier or apprehension that they had around that starts to go away because they realize that, wow, I can do this. So opportunities open up in the sense that not only are companies are going to feel more the idea of having someone work from out of state, but the individuals are now realizing how mobile they are, right? While somebody in Nashua would never take a job in Boston because who wants to be in traffic for two hours and they have young kids at home, now they're gonna feel more comfortable because of this forced exercise that we're going through. They're gonna be feel more comfortable right. getting a job in Boston because like, we're gonna be working remote. It's gonna be all good. Yeah. So that switch is going to happen at a very fast pace. It's going to accelerate. So again, the people who right now are getting in front of these individuals by creating, by having these conversations and also recognizing that everybody's uncertain right now. Everybody's trying to figure it out. And in just having the conversation, they're in a good spot. Because once people are comfortable working remote, anything's possible. Jack, you can get a job in Arizona and not care. I'd have to deal with the winters here though. Um, but, but as far as like, but that, you know, what is cool about what you just said is that a lot of people who did take that risk, let's say they are in Nashua, who didn't go to like a Cambridge or something like that. They they have that opportunity now. Exactly. If they're able to work remote and they can dream a little. You exactly. Know, it's Exactly. I wonder how, like, does this, what, what playing field is this even, or who gets the advantage? But that's exactly what it does. You know what I mean? Like the the yeah. the client that is in Vermont or in Maine that are struggling to get really good people. It doesn't matter how much you can offer them. You you live in in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. You know, unless you have somebody who loves that area, it's not going to happen. But you can actually compete now. You can go after yeah. that talent. Now, again, you start to compete with the money aspect, but you can get people from anywhere now because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And this is almost like a forced case study or a test study. Exactly. The next several weeks are exactly that. Yeah. I think we're obviously never been in a better position to pull this off. You can't do this five years ago. I mean, I, I don't remember working remote five years ago at all. You know, and, and it's just the technology is just so tremendous that – we have the ability to do that. I mean, the fact that you're in somewhere in Massachusetts and then I'm somewhere in Rhode Island and we're doing this podcast here just shows, you know, it's seamless, you know, it's seamless. It it's seamless. Exactly. It can happen from anywhere. And I think it use actually use the right term. This is a forced case study. Yeah. Um, one of the messages that I gave uh, to, to my office as we're getting ready to work remotely is guys, this is an opportunity to collect data on the viability of remote as a business practice. If, if, I'm, if I'm trying to start a company and I know that I can get the, the right production, the right result to make my company profitable and viable, and I know that I don't have to worry necessarily about paying for a 10,000 square feet space, yeah, I'm doing that. 
That's yeah. bread that I don't have to worry about. That's insurance that I don't have to worry about. There are a lot of costs associated with that that I don't have to worry about from an operating expense monthly or yearly. Yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> it's a forced case study. It's an opportunity to collect some proper data on, on how this can actually happen long-term. Realize that it can, it's going to be the new norm. That's my opinion. <laughs> About I would love for it to be the new norm. Um, that would be huge. I would get to the playground with my little guy. A little yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, everyone's talking about work-life balance. This is the ultimate sort of work-life balance. I mean, I, you know, my fiance is working here in her office in, in, in our house and it's actually going very well. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's just, it, it's kind of cool to see the her throughout the day and things like that. And knowing that, you know, when I'm busy, you know, she may not be busy, but she respects that and vice versa. When she's busy, I just stay out of her way. And it's just, it is interesting. I mean, we're only a couple of days in, but, but I think, I think it's something we're going to find out either way, if it's going to work out or not. You know, it's funny that you use that as a, as an example, um, because in, in conversing with a couple of my colleagues and friends, I've mentioned a similar thing. I did not anticipate things running as smoothly as they are right now between my wife and I. She knows when I'm busy. She knows when, when I'm in the office. She'll come in if she sees me on the phone. Oh, okay, I'll talk to you later. You know, if I'm if I'm not in the middle of a meeting or, or anything pressing, my calendar is open, I'll go in and, and we'll, we'll spend some time. We'll hang out with the kids and we'll have fun. It's different. It's, it's not about how many hours you put in, right? It's about what you get done. And right. once you create a structure that works for yourself and, and you're still able to make it work around your life, it yeah, it's... It's different. It's fun. So like, when I'm when I'm trying to look ahead, and, and again, we're all you know guessing. The fact that people are going to be at home more, they're not going to have a, a boss standing, you know, staring down their shoulders. It is an opportunity for people to to be, continue to be self motivated and be productive in their own way, right? People are going to be more comfortable watching a YouTube video. People are going to be more comfortable, you know, like on their phones than they wouldn't be otherwise, right? The the ability right. to be visual online is going to be key. A company advertising has to be very, very strong with their online presence because people are going to be watching videos. They're going to be seeing ads pop up. They have more time to, to, to watch these things on, on social, on all those social media platforms, right? So so companies such as, such as yourselves, we also have to be able to, to be nimble at, at morphing towards more of a visual online presence. As in, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, yeah, let's, let's, set, up, let's set up the camera or let's, let's have a presentation to show the client that I can actually be the proper resource. The way that we interact is going to change. I think that people who aren't as active on LinkedIn have to get with it and get very yeah, active on, I agree. on LinkedIn. Everybody's going to be on their computer. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> no, it's right. No, you're right, though. It's like you're on your computer, you transition in the kitchen, you're eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you're flop, whatever thing is, you know, and you throw on the video. Yeah, I mean, that's this is interesting, man. This, uh, these, these are some good thoughts on this. Now, what about from, let's look at it from the, the hiring process. I mean, I, we, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen right now. Things are definitely happening as far as people are, you know, hiring. You know, we had a, a couple of deals already today, things like that. And uh, do you think that's going to continue? They're going to do virtual interviews. They're going to mail out the laptops. How are these companies going to adapt if they're able to, you know, they're not, you're seeing a dip in retail and places like that. I get that. But, you know, other companies are still doing a lot of hiring. Is that going to continue? Yeah. So, and, and that, that essentially has been um, the net of every conversation I've had with clients so far is what is the approach 
moving forward. The companies that you see that are very comfortable making offers right now are companies that they've already had a history and a culture of a good portion of their employees working remotely, um, so they're perfectly okay with it, or the exact opposite, clients who are simply still in the office. So it's business as usual for them until it's not anymore, right? Until someone makes the decision, right. exactly, until someone makes the decision for them. The companies that are in the middle are the ones that are somewhat struggling right now, but what has to happen is business has to go on. So they're gonna have yeah. to figure out a way to work it. They're not going to slow down. The only slowdown that's going to happen, and what to be to be perfectly frank, I'm surprised that it's still going as much as it is right now. I anticipate that mm -hmm. maybe it's going to slow down, but it's only going to be for a couple of weeks because companies can't survive to have their process halted for more than a couple of weeks. They have to figure it out because I think what's going to happen is once people realize. Because the big uncertainty is how long is this going to last? Is this going to be a month? Is it going to be two months? Once people realize that this is going to be multiple months, they're going to have to change. I don't see it stopping. I see it going. I see more and more people getting comfortable with it, figuring out how to make it work for their organization, figure out how to onboard, maybe even get, you know realize how behind they are in that process and then just doing what they have to do. They're just going to have to adapt. And then that's why I think there's going to be a boom and people transferring jobs, people going from one place to the next. This is, you know how there are several different revolutions that have happened throughout our, our, our history, Jack? And, and I know industrial yeah, revolution. Yeah. I forget. There was another one, whatever. Probably should have done some research. Um, <laughs> but this is going to be another revolution that's going to help a lot of people, is my point. People are going to be they have to hire, they have to continue to hire. More people are gonna have the opportunity to work remote. You can hire for somebody to work in Boston. It's gonna create a new revolution. I just don't know what it's gonna be called. It's gonna grow. Yeah. In terms of niche, I mean, that's that's an interesting question, right? Is it niche in terms of skill sets? Is it niche in terms of or types of organization? I mean, in the short run, organizations with video, um, video conferencing capabilities are gonna do well new organizations that make it easier for companies to, to have the safety that they need online, those companies are gonna do well in the short run, which means tech companies, tech placements are gonna do well, but accounting and finance is not gonna go away. RPA is gonna be right, major, right? Yeah. RPA already started. You see a lot of transactional business you know, being done by a robot. So really you're looking at the technical slash analysis side, that's gonna, that's going to be hot and that's going to be very moving. Again, you're struggling finding a really good talent in Boston because they're getting paid after three years, they're getting paid $100,000. Well, you can find that person in Ohio who is okay with $90,000 because it's all remote anyways. Right. And all they all need they is, is Exactly. Whatever the new app is, that's all they need. And then boom, they're done. They're working. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. And I think you're, you're going to see a lot of people, a lot of companies who did it the other way are going to, I mean, it is a huge case study, isn't it? It's like, oh, this worked for six months or four months or whatever it is, hopefully not that long. And it's like, well, you know, there's a lot of talent here in Boston and I get that, but there's a lot of talent exactly. in Texas. There's a lot of talent in San Francisco. There's a lot of talent in those places and you can pull people out of there too. You know, these companies, it's, it's just going to be a huge war on talent. It's going to be a, a good, good war. war on talent because it's going to expose, it's going to level things in a way because it's going to expose the guy or the woman again in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, who wouldn't have gotten, who wouldn't have had that particular exposure.
right? So, so right. the name of the game is going to be the ability to be in front of as many companies as possible who are comfortable with that. People who are um, and for people who are really good at change management, um, organizational procedures, business solutions, those types of companies, those consultants will do really well. Right. So as, a, as an organization, we're focused on placing, you know, these core change management professionals these core innovation professionals, implementation. Well, that business for contract is going to do really well because companies have to change their procedures, right, their processes. But being in front of companies in general, getting a nice base of companies that are hiring is going to be key. But now recruiting is going to become a nationwide thing because you can just call anybody anywhere. Right, exactly. You're just going to put in, you know, LinkedIn recruiter, United States, no zip code, let's go. This yeah. is what we want. Exactly. They're going to be able to pull people from anywhere. Once people are, are, are over the craziness of right now, um, they should be very much so excited and looking forward for what's next. Okay, so just, you know, switching gears for a second yeah. here. As far as what people aren't looking at the silver lining in this situation as well. Let's take outside of work. Like there's so many things now that you are working remotely that you can do for us. We're doing a podcast that we probably would not have done if that situation didn't come up where we are working remotely, have a little bit more time to do things like that. I mean, you know, whether it's, you want to learn a new language or, you know, write that novel, whatever it is, people need to take advantage of that stuff now to be able to, to do that because this is like a huge opportunity that you're never going to have back again. So true. So true. People need to take advantage of this, of this opportunity. And that's what I mean, right? We are in a results-oriented environment. You're putting in the result, slow down, live life, take the time. So to your point, yes, we're doing this podcast right now, an opportunity that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Part of the conversation that I had with the client earlier was the fact that he mentioned he's he's a Scrum Master certified. Now I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up and learn Scrum methodology, right? Something that I've always been interested in, something that I've read about several times over. It's an opportunity for me now to go and, and take that course and take the test and be Scrum certified. Exactly. I've always wanted to be more focused on, on data analysis. And just last night, I signed up for a data analysis course so that I can be more aware of what are the right questions to ask when analyzing data? You know, where are you supposed to go with it? How do you create some modeling around the result that you're trying to come up with? Learning different languages. I'm going to be learning R, which that was never a thing or never a real possibility because of our environment. It's allowing me to do that. And yes, you're right. Huge opportunity for people to take advantage of that. Now you can go out and go learn how to dance, but you can always look up a YouTube video. What? You can always look up a YouTube video. <laughs> no, no, you're right. My fiance, it's funny because my fiance is like, we're going to do, you know, we can do that stuff like that too. And she's huge into that. So it is ironic. That's the first thing you picked up. <laughs> you know, that's the reality. But yeah, you're right. Like, take advantage of this, man. Like, life can be different. Like, take advantage of it. Right. I think, I think it's a huge opportunity for some of the have nots to really get after it and find it. Yeah. Like really take advantage. Yeah. Again, the people that are down and out, 
Like this is a reset for everybody in a way, right? Like what's your what's your in? What's your niche? How do you take advantage of this? Because everybody can take advantage of this somehow. We just have to look at the angle that makes sense for you. Yeah, as I'm sitting down and I'm looking at from a professional point of view, from a work point of view, how do I take advantage of it and staffing and I'm coming up with stuff, but also from a from a, another side, right? From a financial point of view, from an economic point of view, from an investment point of view, what are the opportunities here? And there are several for, for someone like me, but for someone who can't necessarily go and do all of that, still there's stuff for you. Exactly have to look at right. it the right way right like at some point you just have to be like all right well this means that i gotta do this i gotta do something else or or whatever but you have to look at it the right way really and as far as yeah i mean if you just sit there and be complacent it's just i mean it's obviously you're gonna watch a ton of netflix yeah. get that because there isn't much to do but there's just use if you can use that time wisely it's such a huge opportunity i just look at it this like this has never happened before and you can be so innovative if you're just like can you know focus on some of the things that you wanted to do for a long time. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. You know, like that's that's what I said by the the ability to be active online right now is going to be key, right? So for instance, you're you're looking at some somebody's in the gig economy, right? Yeah, you know, I can't go do Uber. I can't drive anymore, right? Because nobody's taking Uber, blah, 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 blah. Can you throw something up online? Can you get in that online space? You know, throw some very interesting videos out there that people can watch. Because when they're working, they're going to be bored. They want to do something. Can you throw some really cool concepts online or something? You know, like, what about that? There's all these things. If you're just thinking about your niche, what is that you bring? Are they supposed to go to Europe? Um, and and May and everything got canceled. So he he had now he now has two whole months where he's just sitting at home not doing anything. But he has two hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram. And I'm saying to him, put some videos out there, put yourself out there, like like have yeah. have something right, like do you know cooking with Sanders. Do Q and A's, you know, Q hey, what A. questions do you like to, uh, questions with the artist or whatever, like do stuff like that, right? Like opportunities right. are there if you're just looking at your space and what you can do and this new dynamic. That's for everybody else. There's a new dynamic. How do you take advantage of it? There's a lot out there. Um, anything else you want to wrap up with as far as, you know, uh, comments on, the, you know, how the job searches is going? Well, things like um, that. Or- no, I, I've I've primarily been focusing on on speaking with clients for the most part and getting their perspective because I'm very into seeing how things affect businesses in general and what they're, what they're doing. I think for me, right. yeah, the next focus over the course of the next week is seeing how individuals feel about it from their perspective in terms of hiring. So I think between now and next time we talk, I'm going to be trying to talk to as many candidates as possible and get their side of it especially people who were actively in the market. Is this something that makes them want to hold back and say, you know what, I'm safe where I am. I'd rather not risk it and go somewhere else and, and get laid off because they just don't have money. Or are they more prone to say, I wasn't happy where I am anyways. Let me just go and find something else. So I think that should be a good focus for next week. He's Stefan Salon. I'm Jack Levangie. This is The Paper Chase. <laughs>